0: Today's episode may ruffle some Republican feathers. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you are listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. This is episode three, and today's topic is the Republican path to victory is compromise. So here's the thing. I get it. I'm the new kid. I am in my late 40s. I've never been involved in politics or government. I've paid little to no attention about what's going on in that realm of the world. Shame on me. Yes, I get it. (laughs) I voted for the first time in 2004. I didn't vote again until 2016. And in 2016, when I voted, I only voted for Trump. That was the only position I voted for. You could say I was uninformed. (laughs) I was uninterested. I was really, you know, for most of my life, I was just busy. You know, I'm busy raising my kids. I'm building a business. I'm, you know, just doing what most of us as Americans have done because we just kind of, I think, took for granted all of the amazing freedoms and blessings that we have in this country. And we just assumed that the people that were running our government were, for the most part, by and large, acting in the best interests of the American people. And so when Trump cam- came on the scene in 2015, I think those of us who didn't really pay attention to politics saw him because his approach was different, because he reached p- non-political people through his communication and marketing efforts of social media and celebrity and things that your typical politicians methods that typical politicians just don't use he did it differently and so people like like me who weren't aware he got on our radar and we we started paying attention to some of the things that he was saying and we saw that wow There's actually some some pretty significant problems in our country, and there's some pretty sketchy characters making decisions for our country, and we need to wake up and we need to start paying attention, or this is going to get really bad. Well, I think it already was really bad, and it was so far gone, and for those of us like me who woke up in 2015, 2016, it's kind of almost... Too late. I mean, I don't think anything's irredeemable, but we are really far gone, and we definitely have a huge battle ahead of us. And the other side has a significant advantage because we haven't been paying attention, and we've just been letting them run things. So I get it. I'm an outsider looking in. I come along. I I lean Republican. I always have leaned to the right, although I confess in 2004. I voted for the first time because my boss told me that was my duty. Our organization that I was working for was very involved in Washington state government and politics and so I I did what she told me to do and I voted and I voted for Dino Rossi cuz I knew that our organization was in strong support of Dino Rossi and I voted for John Kerry because I really liked John Kerry and so I had huge Democrat for president and a huge Republican for governor, and in Washington, you'll if you're a Washingtonian, you'll probably recall that 2004 governor's race where Dino Rossi won the first count, and the other side asked for a recount because I think it was so close that they had to do another recount, um, and so they did a second recount, and he won it again, and then Christine Gregoire asked for another recount. And at that point they would have had to pay for it had she lost. But of course, as you know, if you're a Washington resident, she did win. And that really, for me, opened my eyes that I didn't feel like my vote counted. Like these people are just going to count the votes until they get the result they want. So what's the point in me voting? And so I've been kind of jaded ever since then, but wake up almost, you know, 15 years later and see the dire straits that we're in. A lot of us have risen to the occasion and we want to get active, we want to take action, and we want to do our part. And it's been interesting to see as an out you know, I feel like I'm an outsider because I am I am new to the whole politics game. So I come in and I see what's going on in the Republican Party and I have a lot of questions. One of the things that I see is the Democrats, they don't think to themselves, hmm, if I want to get votes from Republicans, I'm going to need to compromise on some things. Maybe I need to say that there's only two, you know, there's only male and female. Maybe if I say there's only male and female, I'll get Republican voters. That's not how Democrats think. They don't change their views and their policies and their positions in order to influence voters on the right. They draw their line in the sand and that is it. And you'll notice with people in the Democrat party, they all, you have to fall in line or they'll make you fall in line. You don't see that on the Republican side. And I remember a couple years ago, During the 2020 election season, I remember a lot of people on the Republican side who had been involved in politics for quite some time telling me that the way that we have to do things in order to win is we have to compromise on bills. We have to compromise with our positioning. If we don't do that, then we won't win in a state like Washington. Well, I think that's really dumb to be honest. If I can just be frank, I think that's really dumb. I think our whole party is convinced on a national level. It's just—it's not just Washington State. It's wherever you are in the nation. On a national level, the, the Republican Party is convinced that we can't win if we don't compromise. I think that's precisely why we don't win. I think of it like a parent-child relationship. Your kids respect you or even a parent, a teacher, student relationship. Children respect authority when they know what the boundaries are. And when a child learns that they can move your boundary, they will use that to their advantage every time. And if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's sort of that, that pestering child um, that wants to stay up maybe a little past bedtime and they keep, you know, keep manipulating the parents until they get what they want. You know, maybe it's even they go to they go to bed and I got to get up and get a glass of water. And they they kind of they're kind of figuring out where can I push your boundary and see where you're going to move? Well, the Democrats are like that little kid, right? They're they're pushing the boundary on the Republicans and figuring out where they're going to move. Look at, for example, last week with the confirmation hearing of the Supreme Court justice. Katanji Brown-Jackson. We saw Mitt Romney voted to confirm her. Now, did you know that just a year ago, I think it was not even a year ago, I think it maybe was June of 2021, he voted against her for a lower court position. And yet somehow he has now decided that she's qualified for the highest court in the nation. How does that happen? You and I both know how that happens. That is the Democrats pushing and prodding, pushing boundaries, figuring out how they can manipulate people. And Mitt Romney wasn't the only one they manipulated. They got four senators on the Republican side to vote, or maybe it was three, to vote to confirm this judge. They know where they can push the boundaries, and so they find the weak links, and they do that. I was at a... uh, Republican event recently and was listening to some of the different speakers. And one of the common themes that I heard was, if we're going to win, we have to appeal to the moderates in the middle. And one of the ways they were suggesting that we do this is that we become more inclusive and accepting of the transgender community. Now, I am, of course, we love we are, to, we are called by God to love everybody, regardless of the way that they're living. But we are also called to stand on the truth of the Bible. And in the Bible, God says right in the beginning, right in Genesis 1, he created them male and female. It seems to me to be like one of the most basic truths of humanity. He created them male and female. Not just human species, but all species are male and female. You know, I saw this on Twitter the other day and it made like perfect sense. You don't go to a rooster trying to get eggs. You don't go to a bull trying to get milk. You wouldn't give hand over your newborn baby to the father to nurse the baby and provide milk. I mean, come on, if we can't even all agree on this basic truth of male and female, I, I mean that's just the the one of the most simplest truths I believe in humanity. And here we have people in the Republican Party saying that in order to get moderate voters, we need to say that you know we're inclusive of the the LGBTQ community. And yes, we are called to love them, but I and I will call you whatever name you want. If you are a man and you want to be called Susan, I'll call you Susan. That's fine. But I'm not going to have a man with a penis who says he's a woman and I'm supposed to call him she, her. I'm not playing that game. If you have a penis, you are a man. If you want to be called Susan, I'll call you Susan, but I'm not going to call you he, him. And we have the Republican Party who seems to be in agreement that we have two genders, yet they have no problem calling Caitlyn Jenner a she. Fox News recently hired Caitlyn Bruce Jenner as a um, as one of their paid uh, Fox News correspondents or whatever you call them. I forget offhand. Um, and a lot of Republicans are cheering for this. And, you know, Fox News is supposed to be your conservative news source. And Everybody with with Fox News, including like Tommy laren and, and all of these hosts, Sean Hannity and and Sean Hannity is, in my opinion, not a Republican. But that's a different topic for another day. All of these people are are playing the game of Caitlyn Jenner and she's coming to work for Fox News. And we see these Republican or so-called conservative groups and outlets and playing the game. We can't play the game. That's part of the whole idea of pushing the boundary, being manipulative and seeing where we can move the line. And so the Democrats are watching the right, the people on the right, and they're seeing that line, it moves. We can move it. We can influence it. And as some, as an outsider, I look at this and I'm thinking, what are you people doing? why are you doing this? Pick, say what you mean, mean what you say and stick to it and do it. There's, I have no respect for, it's like a child that, that knows that they, and especially a teenager, right? So now we're at teenager phase. When the teenager figures out they can move your boundary, they really start losing respect. I think we're seeing this in our schools right now with Uh, teenagers and especially, I'm I'm sure it's in the younger grades too, but I have teenagers, so I'll speak to teenagers. You're seeing that there's no uh, respect for authority. And that's because we have allowed the, the boundaries of what is authority and what is respect. We've allowed those boundaries to be manipulated and to be moved. And so we're seeing that you know, even in our kids. And that's, it's just a perfect example of what is going on in the Republican party. And when you do this with your teenagers, when you allow them to move the boundary and push the limits, they're going to keep doing it. They're going to lose respect for you. And they're going to understand that this is a game and they're going to learn how to play it and how they can win it and how they can use it to their advantage. This is exactly what the Democrats are doing and the Republican party is playing right into their hand. Now, if you follow the Trump endorsements, you saw that he came out yesterday with an endorsement of Dr. Oz. Now this is to me like the perfect example of Republicans gone way wrong to the other side and embracing this whole idea of in the middle, So Trump endorses Dr. Oz yesterday. Dr. Oz got his claim to fame through Oprah. Now, if you'll go back with me 20 plus years ago, Dr. Oz used to come on the Oprah Winfrey show like one day a week. He was a regular. He was like Dr. Phil. And they each had their one day when when they would come on the show. Let's say it's Monday. So Dr. Oz is coming on every Monday. And eventually, just like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz gets his own show. And his show is on the O network or whatever. Oprah, um, her network did his whole show. So this guy is built by Oprah. His claim to fame is Oprah. I'm sure he was a very successful doctor, obviously, prior to coming on her show. Otherwise she wouldn't have had him on her show, but who he is now and where he is now, his claim to fame is Oprah. And if you go back into his history of his show and the things that he's done on the show and the things that he's said in, in public, uh, I like it. Jack Posobiec calls it receipts. Like we have receipts on Dr. Oz that go back years and years and years And his position on abortion, his position on transgenderism, his position on racism, all of this stuff is very well documented in his historical stuff of, you know, old show clips and things he's posted on Twitter. There is nothing conservative about Dr. Oz. And it's so disappointing to see... I mean, it was disappointing to see him on Hannity because Hannity has him on all the time. And so then I just kind of roll my eyes and, you know, it's kind of just typical Hannity. I'm done with Han. I haven't watched Hannity in, uh, I don't know, two years. But um, seeing now that Trump is endorsing him, it just like I just lose heart over that because Trump was our drain the swamp guy. And now it's like just keep swimming in the swamp, I guess. I don't, I mean, Dr. Oz, well, I don't know if he'll get elected. I don't know how the folks in Pennsylvania feel about him. He's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. But I I can't imagine that Dr. Oz would get into the Senate and be a staunch conservative that would be very pro-life, very pro second amendment. We already know he's all about gun control. He's totally supports like the red flag laws and there's receipts on all of that. You can find it in Twitter. You can find it all over the internet. So to think that, you know, Maya Angelou, I think it's Maya Angelou has a quote when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, why would we think that Dr. Oz is going to do anything different than what he's always done? He won't. So it's it's very disappointing. It's disappointing to see Donald Trump get on board with that. And, you know, I, we're seeing it even, you know, on local levels, you know, in your state legislature and and your state representatives, your state senators. If you look around at that and, and kind of look at what your what your GOP is doing and who they're endorsing, it's it's quite disappointing because they're not willing to draw that line in the sand they're not willing to have the the difficult conversations i have yet to hear a one of our local candidates will that will say what they i noticed that they're picking the easy the kind of the low hanging fruit the safe issues you know talking about taxes and the border and things that most all republicans already agree on. They don't touch things like abortion. They don't touch things like what's going on with the LGBTQ movement and grooming our children. I don't hear a lot of talk about schools and funding students, not systems. I don't hear them talking about some of these issues that are controversial within the Republican Party. And that's what I want to hear. As a Christian conservative, I want to hear somebody drawing the line telling me exactly where they stand and giving me that confidence in them that once they're elected, they're not going to be this wishy-washy person in the middle that's going to be easily influenced and the other side will be testing their boundaries because the way I see it, and again, I'm the new kid, so this is just my outside newbie observation. But once you get elected, it doesn't get easier as far as pressure from people pulling you to do what they want you to do. There's all kinds of money influence. We know, I mean, that saying, follow the money. It's so true because wherever the money is, that's who's pulling the strings. And so I worry about these people who are, they're not solid. They don't have their line in the sand. They're not willing to be black and white on some of these really controversial issues because they want to be able to appeal to more people Whereas I'm thinking if you could, if you could draw a line in the sand, if you could show people where you truly stand, people are going to respect you for that. They may not agree with you, but they'll respect you for stating your position and being bold about your position. And I would rather vote for somebody that I may not agree with them on everything, but at least I know where they stand. At least I can rely on what they'll do. Whereas someone that that seems wishy-washy and who's going to follow the money, I'm going to worry about you once you get elected, because I know once you go to D.C. or Olympia or whatever your state capital is, there's going to be so much more pressure to pull strings to get you to vote one way or another. And that's scary to me. And it's scary to me that the Republican Party is so, I was going to say eager, but I don't think eager is the word, but they are, maybe it is. They're so willing to compromise because they think the only way we can win is compromise. And so then I think, well, what, what does winning mean to you? Does it just mean we have the majority of the people that have an R behind their name, but they don't vote like it? That's, doesn't matter to me. I could care less what letter is after your name as long as you are voting for, you know, to protect our constitutional values, to protect our our Bill of Rights, to protect our freedom of religion. Are you protecting the American dream? That's what I care about. I don't care what letter is after your name. And so it's like we're so desperate just to get the win that we'll do whatever we have to do, even if it means <laughs> we're electing. And I know people, I don't like the name "rhinos." Rhino, R-I-N-O, it's an acronym, it's not a word. Republican in name only. And that's, you know, you can hate it all you want, but that's exactly what it is. We have a lot of people, whether they're mainstream Republicans or whatever they call themselves, they are Republican in name only because their actions, their due, they're doing democrat things they're they're wishy-washy they're squishy they're going to the other side and we don't have room for that in our country right now we have to have the line in the sand if we are going to take back if we are going to win back our american i mean look at how much of our how much of our freedoms have been compromised in just the last 2 years and if we have a chance of reclaiming that and reclaiming the American values and saving our children, our younger generation. If we're going to have a chance at that, we have to draw a line in the sand. We have to say it's black and white because this whole squishy stuff, we're just going to keep getting more of the same. And, you know, it's, it can get really discouraging. I know to look at where we are and, you know, see some of the stuff that's going on and the candidates that we've got, going in and it doesn't seem like, you know, is this a fight that we can even win? And I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what God has planned for America. I know that if he wants us to be able to reclaim it, we can, but we're going to have to do the work and we're all going to have to say, we're not willing to compromise. You don't win by compromising. And so speaking of, will God save America? I'm actually doing an event with my friend Todd Herman uh, next month, May 20th at Cedar Park Church in Bothell. And we're going to be talking about and we're not going to be talking about Republicans and compromise, but we're going to be talking about uh, God's role in, in everything that's going on right now. And it's going to be a really cool event. It's scheduled to be from 6.30 to 8.30, but I think we're actually going to make it a little bit longer. It might go like 6 to 9. I'm not sure yet, but tickets are on sale. They're 20 bucks each. We are already halfway sold out. So if you want to attend this event, and if you are a Todd Herman fan, you know what an amazing treat this is going to be. He does not come back to the Seattle area, very often it's very rare and i had to sweet talk him into it actually i didn't when i pitched him the event and and what my idea was for it he was all in and and he's super excited and i can't wait to hear what he's going to talk about but um it's a it's going to be a rare treat so if you are a Todd Herman fan in the seattle area please don't wait get your tickets you can go to conservative ladies of wa dot com and click on the members tab and you'll see our events below that and you can grab your tickets. Like I said, they're just 20 bucks each. It's at Cedar Park Church in Bothell on May 20th. Well I hope I didn't ruffle your feathers too bad. One thing you will learn about me is I I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty outspoken and you will know where I stand on different issues. I don't I like people to know what they can expect from me. And I am, I try to be very true to my word. I try to, uh, be, uh, operate with integrity, uh, in my words and to tell you what I mean and to mean what I say. It's kind of like that Dr. Seuss quote. I think it's say what you say, what you feel, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind. It's kind of like that, right? I mean, it's kind of just be yourself and say what you're say what you mean. Um, And so that's those are words I try to live by. Good Dr. Seuss words to live by. Dr. Seuss got canceled. So that must be good, right? (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate uh, all of you who have been listening since I relaunched the podcast uh, on Friday. If you have feedback or constructive criticism or ideas for topics that you would like to hear, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, julie at conservativeladiesofwa.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Julie C. Barrett, and also on Facebook, Julie Barrett, Planning is the best place to find me. I'd love your feedback. If you like the podcast, would you please do me a favor and rate it wherever you listen to podcasts that actually really helps the podcast. And if you share it with your friends, I'd love that too. So thanks for listening and I will see you again tomorrow.